Welcome to A Place for Our Heads, the podcast where my best friend and I discuss our favourite albums from our youth, and that's youth, uh, and reminisce about the good old days. My name is Jamie Stringer, and sat as ever to my right is my lifelong friend and descendant of Moses Hazeltine Sherman, <laughs> the American land developer who built the Phoenix Street Railway in Phoenix, Arizona, and streetcar systems that would become the core of the Los Angeles Railway, and part of the Pacific Electric Railway in Los Angeles. Dan Sherman, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Wow, I've got a lot of famous relatives. A lot eh? of famous relatives. I need, to, into, uh, I need to look up some stringers, really. Yeah, not many of them. Yeah. Um, you can find our previous episodes uh, where we discussed Meteora by Linkin Park and uh, the last episode where we discussed Morning View by Incubus on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review. You can also follow us on Twitter at PLC for the number four m-i-e-h-a-e-d pod that's place for my head pod spelled weirdly and i realize now as i'm reading it out that we should have done something a lot easier but uh talking to twitter dan i think you've got a tweet there have you yes i've uh, i thought i'd introduce a section in the show where we we go through any tweets or emails we might have received from people um you know writing into the show as I, i'm sure we'll get more of in the future yep. i mean um, we, we have literally two listeners yeah, but if you know if you want to write in, please do. If you've got any questions for myself or Jay, um, mm-hmm. then please do. We've had one. Uh, this section I'm going to call Dan's Big Sack, okay. um, where I take my you know take emails and things out of this electronic sack. Um, but we've had an email, an e-sack, fr- an e-sack, if you will. Yeah. yeah, we've had an email in from um, a David Bean, who uh, is for you, Jay. Okay. He said, "I really enjoyed your mouse story. Um, I've kept wild mice since I was eight years old." And I think they're much better than traditional pet shop bought rodents. Yes. Um, maybe we could go for a drink sometime and discuss mice. Thank. You. What's his name? David. David Bean. David Bean. Uh, thanks, David. Um, I mean, I don't have much more to, to add to the mice thing, other than what we not really announced then. Not anymore. I mean, I was, but the the loss of. Teetle Jerry A. Stringer, rest in peace, was devastating, and uh, I don't know that I, I think it would be hard, but I am always up for going for a drink. So therefore, David, get in drop contact me a, again, drop and we'll, me a we'll text. sort something out. Thank you. Excellent Good stuff. Okay, so uh, you got anything else there, Dan? Sorry, no, nothing in the sack nothing, today. Nothing, just the ones you've emptied your sack, and now we can move on. <laughs> so um, we're going to go back this episode to September 2005 and we're going to discuss something a little bit left field based you know on our previous ones we've done like the new metal thing or the alternative rock this is still alternative rock but this is very much emo this I is what say. I would call emo and Dan you're more of an aficionado on this sort of thing than I am but we are going to discuss the album A Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco yeah why has it got that exclamation point in there I mean, for I, exactly I that reason. I tried to research it and I couldn't find it, but you know. Um, so, before we get into the album, yeah. uh, it came out on the 27th of September 2005. It did indeed. Yep. Um, at that time, we were both 18. Whoa. We had turned 18 that very year. And so opened it all started up a, to go wrong, <laughs> I think. Opened up a world of possibilities. <laughs> Um, we would have both finished college by the September, and both neither of us went to university. University of Life is what we went to. So, Do you know, I think I was working at then Lloyd's TSB Registrars at this point. So, where I am currently still now, yes, employed. 
I got myself a job with Norwich Union. You did. Uh, now defunct, but still going strong as Aviva. Um, yeah, so both very much financial financial institutions that we went into. But I think you know the big thing is is alcohol. Let's let's talk about alcohol. I mean, it we started my love affair with alcohol. Yes. I think I've probably had a drink every day since then. <laughs> Um, not got a problem. Just like to point that out. Is that your phone um, ringing? Yeah. How Sorry. unprofessional. Should we answer it? <laughs> we can do. Hello. No, they've gone. Oh, they hung up. Yeah. Good. <sighs> Thanks, uh, man. No worries. Um, yeah. So I think I. Now I might be wrong here, but I think in the September of two thousand and five, I think we went to Magaluf. It was. Yeah, it was that. Yes, the M eight, wow. the eight of us, the big eight. Blimey! Now that was a holiday. Magaluf, um, proper lads' holiday. I remember thinking, yeah, holiday with the boys, loads of winning. Yeah, for some of us. Thought. The the problem was though that the uh, ratios were way off. <laughs> yes, there was lots of dick. I on remember the dance floor. lots of dick on a dance floor. I remember going into a nightclub and seeing like literally one poor solitary group of girls of like two or three girls just swarmed by young testosterone fueled lads yeah i mean yeah i mean some people got lucky as as they probably would um don't think you were one of them jay no i mean we don't need to go over that no that's yeah. fine um famously I, I i remember that night that i came in from going out clubbing you'd gone home early yes um, previously before we'd gone out for the evening i'd locked my phone in our safe you had locked your phone safe. And I had negated to switch <laughs> off my alarm to wake us up to go to the airport the previous day. So that, when I got in at uh, five in the morning, half five, the alarm starts going off in the safe. Um, I'll never forget that tone. It still haunts me in my dreams, Dan. That Where's the key? <laughs> Couldn't find the key. Went on for ages. Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. Probably more for you, because I just got in, so it didn't make much of a difference. Well, I, I was nursing a hangover by that point, to be woken up by some... Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So, uh, what was going on in the in good old Blighty in September 2005? Uh, should we listen to the number one single? What was top of the top of the pops? Let's put her on. Here we go. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong with a bit of pussycat dolls, can you? PCD. This is shirt singer, isn't it? Yeah, she's in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, pussycat dolls featuring Buster Rhymes. I did not know he was on this song. I guess he comes in with a rap at some point. Uh, the song is called Don't Cha. Yeah, not grammatically. Not don't you. No. Don't, don't you cha. <laughs> don't don't cha. So that was the number one single. Um, the number one album, interestingly, um, David Gray. Oh, okay. But not, not his big one, not White Ladder. Life in Slow Motion. Never heard it. No, Never I couldn't tell you anything else about it. Other albums that we might be interested in, or you might be interested in, released in September 2005, along with Panic at the Discos, sorry, Panic at the Discos, the people you can't sweat out, was uh, Dark Light by him. Oh yes, it was. On the same day. I remember, yeah, Wings of a Butterfly. Wings of a Butterfly. What a song, what an album. Um, Safe as Fuck by Goldie Looking Shane. <laughs> they, they didn't really call it that, That's did what they? it was called. 
Also, uh, another album, which I'm, afraid, I'm ashamed to say I don't know, but I feel like um, it's right up our street. Wolf Parade. <laughs> With their album, Apologies to the Queen Mary. <laughs> Wolf Parade. Wolf well, parade. we should look at doing Imagine that one. a parade of wolves. <laughs> wolves. I'm just going to fade out. Yeah, fade that out. Yeah, I, the, uh, I don't know why I started doing this, but, it, you know, keep, keep it up. Uh, the Kerrang front cover um, from that week. Bet it was Villy Vallo. It was Villy Vallo. Yeah. Uh, in bed with Villy. Ooh, I'd love and to. Look, look at the picture there. It's not very good for podcast, but he's looking... Very, very handsome indeed. Very handsome indeed. Um, the UK number one film. Uh, Pride and Prejudice, oh. the film adaptation of the Jane Austen literary classic starring Kira Knightley, or as I like to call her, Ikea Knightley, because she's wooden. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kira, if you're listening. And uh, playing Mr. Darcy, Matthew McFadyen? McFadyen? Well, I don't know, that's how his name's spelled M A C F A D Y E N. It's probably just McFadden, but probably. McFadden. Silent Y. Sounds better. Other films released that month are uh, Transporter 2, not to be confused with Transformers 2, as one of our friends once got confused, and uh, Tim Burton's Corpse Bride, which is a very good film. What was going on in the news, I hear you ask? Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd love to know. As is the theme with the... War! With the... (laughs) With the uh, the news section on the show. Who are we attacking now? More death and misery. The war in Iraq rumbles on. The London terror attacks happened in July of this year. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, New Orleans. Oh, God, yeah. Decimated. Decimated. Um, (laughs) This is really funny. I noticed this in the Wikipedia, like what was happening in September 2005. Michael Jackson has announced he will record and release a charity single dedicated to the victims of Hurricane Katrina. Jackson has asked other recording stars to provide vocals for the single. Babyface has confirmed he will be participating. I don't know who that is, but, you know, Babyface, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, the single is titled From the Bottom of My Heart, and it's due for release in two, two weeks. All proceeds will go to the victims of Hurricane Katrina. However, as of his death in 2009, it was never released. <laughs> Great. But it's in the news section. Um, so something a bit more uh, uplifting. Positive. Yeah. Miracle mice. Oh, back to the mice again, eh? <laughs> and you, yeah, <laughs> carrying on from last week. Wistar Institute scientists say they will present details of research on their creation of miracle mice next week at a Cambridge University conference on regeneration. The experimental animals are able to regenerate amputated limbs or body organs. Oh, is that the one where they grew an ear on his back? I possibly. I think I remember seeing that. Miracle mice. Good name. Good name. Good name for a band. It maybe. would be a good name for a band. Um, in, te- <laughs> in tech, Apple unveiled a pencil-thin iPod Nano digital music player and a long-anticipated cell phone that plays music like an iPod. The iPhone. Well, yes, but not quite. They released some. They released. Uh, there was a Motorola phone All called right. the Rocker, R O K R, Rocker, mm-hmm. that could play music from iTunes. Oh, okay. Then it led on to the I- iPhone. Um, they discontinued their iPhone mini and Sony recalled 3.5 million faulty PlayStation 2 power adapters. Big news. Sports! What, what? <laughs> Here's some names for you, Dan. Ponting, Langer, Clark. The Ashes! Lee, Warm, McGrath, versus Vaughan, Flintoff, 
Peterson, Triscothic, my favourite, Harmison. Goff not in there? Was that too late uh, for Goff? Uh, possibly Goff. England win the 2005 Ashes 2-1. Final test match ends in a draw. Uh, also in sport, Renault driver Fernando Alonso becomes the youngest ever Formula One champion. <laughs> and Eurobasket 2005, Greece beat Germany 78 uh, to 62 and wins for the second time in its history the Eurobasket. What the hell is the Eurobasket? Basketball. It's either basketball or some sort of basket weaving competition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could well be, but no, it could be balls. either. I mean, Greece. Quite a, well, that's more pottery, isn't it? I think pottery, ceramics, but then they just smash them, don't they? They do, yeah. Wasted, wasted. But do you know why they smash them? They weren't very good. They hate washing up. <laughs> <laughs> All the hummus. It's hard to get off. Yeah, well, if you leave it for in, out in the sun for a couple of days, exactly. Yeah, nightmare. Anyway, that's all I've got on news. That was that was very entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. Shall we crack on with the album? Let's crack on with the album. So we're going to go into track one, which is the aptly named introduction. Yeah. Well, classic. Panic. I'm just sorry, I have to keep saying that. It's quite a long intro. It's a long yeah. intro. Not a lot's happening. I mean, what they've done is they've got kind of, you know, they're tuning a radio. It's got the intros to all the songs on the album in it. I think oh, that's what it's doing. Did not know that. That's very clever. Believe it. I like it. Um, so yeah, this was this was. Here we go. This is. This is, well, I'll let you say the song name, James. It's too long for me. Well, this is one, it, uh, I, if you've just tuned in, this is going to be a long podcast because all of the titles of the songs are ridiculously long. So this is, the only difference between Martyrdom and Suicide is press coverage. Uh, like several of Panic! at the Disco songs on this album, this title is um, paraphrased from a novel that I've actually read. I haven't read many books, but I've read this. Survivor by Chuck... Chuck? Chuck Palahniuk. Writer of Fight Club. Ah, okay. Good. Uh, you know so much. <laughs> I know how to read Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this uh, this band, so they came around the time, obviously, pop punk, emo mm. was at its height, I guess. Yep. I guess the, the main band at the time was Fall Out Boy, yes. and there is a connection with Fall Out Boy. Do tell us what that connection is. So yeah, so so Panic at the Disco formed in Vegas in 2004. Ooh. They began posting demos. City of Sin. Exactly. Began posting demos online, and then just miraculously, Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy discovers them, signs them to his label Decadence, without them ever even having performed a live gig. Okay, fair Probably enough. Probably unheard of. In what, the if they were sh- what if they were shit live? Well, I mean, you know, if someone tried to sign me, you know, like fairly good studio music but I can't play it live so <laughs> I'd just be standing there probably doing a, a monologue or something um, but yeah amazing that never played live that's the yeah, dream I think yeah. interesting that Pete Wentz found them when he was surfing the internet after posting pictures of his dick remember that? no oh did he really? yeah I mean he was a bit of a heartthrob he was, was. is he still seat. married to Ashley Simpson? I don't think so I think so I mean she's she's free <laughs> Ashley, if you're listening, she just brought out a new single, I think we're about to see. I think so. Should we do an Ashley, Will- Ashley Williams? Ashley Simpson pod. Ashley Williams pod, big isn't it? The Swansea Centre. <laughs> the Swansea Centre. <laughs> I knew that She's name was going anymore, from somewhere. Where's he now? Everton. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they were uh, very much a. Uh, uh, they'd only just graduated high school when this came out. 
and so you know a couple of guys from high school got together a couple of mates as it invariably yeah. happens um, and then they they pulled together some some other guys uh, and Brandon Yuri, who you'll know as the lead singer, the main uh, dude, yeah. very good voice, very similar, I think, to uh, Patrick Stump before mm-hmm, that, voice, that yep. kind of that kind of that vibe. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he actually grew up in a, a Mormon family in Las, oh. in Las Vegas, um, and early on he'd skip out on rehearsals to go to church. Interesting. Um, I believe this uh, this song, which is just finishing, was the first uh, first single. Yes, it was. It was the first thing. Um, it reached number 77 in the US charts and did not chart anywhere else. Oh. Hmm. Well, I suppose. But they didn't have a video for that song. Ah. It wasn't until their second song, which we'll come on to later, uh, which had a, had a video and therefore tend to do a bit better. So this song is called... Oh, here we go again. London Beckham's Songs About Money, written by machines. Now, you can probably sense a slight tone of cynicism in my voice. I'm not, I like some of the songs on this album, but I wasn't really into the emo sort of scene. You were a bit heavier than that. I preferred my music a little bit heavier, and I found some of this music especially if you're looking at the song titles, a little bit pretentious. Oh, and let me just read to you from the Wikipedia page, um, the list of personnel on this album, so the musicians. So you've got Brendan, Brendan Urie, vocals, rhythm guitar, bass guitar, keyboards, piano, synthesizers. Fine, not a problem with that. Ryan Ross, lead guitar, synthesizers, programming, organ, accordion, creative direction. Since when is that a fucking no, no, instrument? It means he writes the song. This guy, Spencer Smith, drums, percussion, glockenspiel, tambourine, shaker, kabasa. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily need to strip it out as far as that. But then, the interesting one, actually, out of all of this, and you might come, you might come onto this, Brent Wilson, bass guitar, credited, does not actually play, conflicting evidence. So there's some controversy, controversy, as, as you should say in English, uh, in the fallout of this... Uh, Brent Wilson getting fired from the band in May 06 due to lack of responsibility and not progressing musically with the band. The remaining members also alleged that Wilson did not participate in the writing and recording of the album, with Uri and Ross writing the bass parts that were then simplified so that Wilson could play them live. Uri recording them in the studio. Wilson denied this statement, insisting that he was present in the studio every day, participating in writing and teaching Uri how to play certain parts. He sued the band for 25% royalties from the album sales as stipulated in their original contract. Did he win? Um, it says he sued. Success? Oh, it doesn't say success. doesn't say. Brent, if you're out there, drop us a message. Get in touch. Yeah, we want to know what happened. Brent, I'm on your side. I mean, that's the problem with bands, isn't it? You invariably get one twat. Yeah, well, just, that's a bit strong. Well, not, not him. I'm not necessarily <laughs> okay. saying him, but... You know, he was probably, you know... Lars Ulrich of Metallica. He's a <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, please don't sue us, Lars. <laughs> no, he's lovely. He's I really enjoyed him guy. in that film. Some kind of monster. That one? No. No, it was a Russell Brand one. Oh, get him get to him the to Greek? Greek. <laughs> yes, it was. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so, um... What's this album about, Dan? 
you know what it's about <sighs> I don't know I'm sure you're going to tell I'm me I'm going to tell you yeah um, it covers social issues um, and topics such as sanctity of marriage adultery mental health alcoholism and prostitution which are woven throughout the album the album is divided into halves stylistically first half primarily pop punk with elements of electronic which I think you can hear while the second employs more traditional instrumentation with influences of baroque pop or baroque pop um, this song nails for breakfast tax for snacks another good song I mean at least it's not you know boring song titles like oh I love you or you know give me a hug now I true cheese true <laughs> that would be an interesting song title it's one of mine one of yours work in progress <laughs> it's got a lot of holes in it well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, cheese base joke there for you dairy nuts <laughs> actually Jay that brings me on to quite an interesting question okay here we um, go so you're a, you're a vegan these days? Vegan, vegetarian? I would describe myself as broadly seagun. Seagun? Yeah. I eat, I eat seafood occasionally. Okay. But I, I do know for a fact that you do still dabble in the meat aisle every now and again. Mm. Uh, once, maybe in the last well, two or three you years. Could try, you could try and hide it, but I've seen it in my own You have. love a bit of meat. <laughs> um, but my question for you is... Obviously, your, your problem with meat is the way it's farmed, I guess, and the way animals are yes, treated. exactly. Um, but do plants have feelings? Uh, and if so, how can you justify eating them? Well, I would say the answer is no. And therefore... So they're not living things? Well, they're living things. I didn't say they weren't living things. So... But do they have feelings? I don't know. You have to ask a plant. Well, do, by that notion, do cows have feelings? Absolutely. How do you know? Have you spoken to a cow? I have seen footage of a uh, cow crying for its calf after it's been taken away. After the cow was artificially inseminated just so it could give birth to a cow, to a calf, so it would produce milk, which is then taken from it. Answer your question, Dan? But I've seen <laughs> water drip off a leaf. Now you're telling me that wasn't the plant crying. Well, no. <laughs> How do you know? Uh, because I've tasted those. And trees, what sap? If it isn't some sort of bodily fluid. Tear of some sort. Thick or ejaculate, maybe. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're getting, a bit, getting a bit weird now. No, I just, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, no, yeah, you, are, you are a Seagan. If anyone else is a Seagan, please get in contact. Let us know how it's going for you. Bro broadly, Seagan. Must stipulate that. Broadly. <laughs> um, so, how did this album do? Let's get back to the music. I want to know how it's done in New Zealand. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Always. So, this album reached number 13 in the US charts, number 11 in Australia, right? Uh, number 17 in the UK, and its highest chart position was actually in good old New Zealand. Yes. Where it reached number 7. Let's just uh, put the volume up here for this lovely little bit of uh, keys work. Lovely keys. This song is called Carnasado. <laughs> Such a great voice. Sorry, it's not called Carnasado, it's called Camisado. Camisado, Camosado. John Fashanu. <laughs> John Fashanu. 
This album is, despite the length of the song title, ridiculously short. They're coming in at, what, 39 minutes? minutes? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty average for a you know, yeah, pop I guess so. album, I guess. Yeah. And actually, they, they started out wanting to be a Blink cover band, ah. which, is, which I guess you can kind of hear that in the style. Yeah. Follows that. Obviously, they must be the biggest influence, I guess, in this kind of genre of music. Yeah, I'll say. Actually, bring me back to that point. We're definitely doing a Blink album. Yeah, absolutely. All about that. Grace Tips. Review, you know, reception, rather-wise, critical reception. Broadly positive, I would say. Rolling Stone, three and a half. Out of the five, the skinny, never heard of that. Three out of five, uh, Mojo, four out of five, uh, Drowned in Sound, six out of ten, Stylus Magazine, D. They've gone for a weird sort of school based uh, review system. D. <laughs> D. Um, Pitchfork, 1.5 out of ten. Oh, fuck off. Uh, listen to this, this is. Um, Corey D. Byram uh, of, of uh, Pitchfork bemoaning the album's apparent lack of sincerity, creativity, or originality. Which I think is weird because even though it may not be a favourite album of mine, you can't say it's not original. No. I mean, um, it, you know, it is kind of Fall Out Boy ish. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's pretty original. Corey D. Byron, we're making a lot of enemies today. We are. Lars Ulrich, Corey D. Byron. Who else don't we like? Uh, Jamie Vardy. Don't like him. Yeah. Anyone you don't like? Piers Morgan. Ah. Oh. Really? Don't like him. Piers? No, I don't like him. He's got some like balls. Him. Not afraid to ask the t- difficult questions. Yeah, but he, he just does it just to wind people up. Is, that's his thing, it's his shtick. He does upset my favourite person, Susanna, quite a lot. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Um, Lauren Gitlin of Rolling Stone complimented the album's sound, commenting, what makes Panic different and excellent is their use of dance floor synths and Roboto drums, which redeems the album's whininess. Krang was also positive, or within the record, four out of five stars. Uh, giving it a positive review uh, was Rolling Stone also. Uh, this song is called Time to Dance. Time to Dance. Something that we've never learned how to do. No. Um, I imagine we were at this point we were probably in Magaluf styling it out with some sort of head bobbing. I think I remember the dance style that we had perfected in Magaluf was the standing on the edge of the dance floor. Drink in one hand, belt buckle in the other. Oh, the old just thumb down the belt. Thumb down buckle. the belt buckle, and we used to wear big belt buckles. That we was did. a thing, wasn't yeah, it? it? Was a thing, actually, yeah. Why don't we do that anymore? Uh, you know, we used to get know. the one with the beer opener in it. Yeah, that was brilliant. Stud- studded belt so with loads of those. a big belt buckle. Yeah. Flared jeans. Flared jeans. I really like this one, by the way. It's a great song. Yeah, I've got another question for you. Go for it. Um, shoot. It's, it's 
something that's been playing on my mind. You know, Talk when, you're, to me. when you're trying to sleep at night, you get some weird thoughts go through your head, and sometimes you just can't switch them off. And you end up lying there, going over and over the same thing. So one thing that's been troubling me, or not troubling me, but I really want to know. So have you ever wondered what the eagle's handwriting would look like? Uh, I can't say. I think it would be really messy. Sort of really, you wouldn't be able to understand much of it. But I, I envisaged him using sort of quill and ink. Oh, definitely quill. One of his own. Feathers? Maybe he just plucks one out, Ooh. dips it in the blood, the blood of, a of, kill, a, of a kill, and just writes a nice little on yeah. some parchment or some. What would you write? Mice. Mice again. Let's call this the mice podcast. Mice podcast, guys. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, I'd imagine it would be pretty, pretty messy. Would it be really? Because they're quite beautiful creatures. Killing machines, aren't they? They are. It would be the the writings of a psychopath. Would you kill one if it came after you? An eagle? No. How? What would you do if it if it swooped? If it swooped at me. Um, I would stroke it. I would try and tickle it the underside of its beak. I'm not sure he'd like that. Just a little tickle. You need one of those big gloves, don't you? Yeah, big glove. A bit of meat on the end. They're powerless to a big glove. There's a bit of meat. A bell. A bell. Does it, do you get those gloves in pairs or you just buy one? <laughs> no, I think it's only, it's only one. <laughs> do, are they left and right handed? I don't know. Who knows? That's something to research. Any glove makers out there? Any falconry people? Falconry people. Falconry. Why is it not called eaglery? Is an eagle a type of falcon? No, no, no. Separate species. Separate species. There'll be more bird chat next week. <laughs> right, right, this song. This song is called Lying is the most fun a girl can have about taking her clothes off. Now, the title for this song um, is taken from a line of dialogue from the 2004 film Closer, which is based on the 97 play of the same name. The line spoken by Natalie Portman's character Alice is Lying is the most fun a girl can have about taking her clothes off. It's better if you do. But it's better if you do. There's another song by Panic at the Disco, which is uh, released as a single prior to the song, which is confusing. Okay, interesting. Interesting. But this was the fourth single from this album. I think this is one of my favourites in the album. It's a, it's a good, it's a really good song. Um, this reached number 26 in the Australian charts. 39 in the UK charts and number 33 in the New Zealand charts. Did not chart in the US mainstream. The US really don't like good music. Well, uh, I think it's all it's a bit all over the place. Cause I mean, if it was country, they'd be what? all over it, wouldn't they? Yeah. But yeah, but but it's better if you do is a song that comes up later, which is like the second part to this quote. Yes, so, yeah, because we've got a song between them, actually. It's, we've got an intermission as well. Mm. And I think at that point we're going we're gonna to stop for a word from our sponsor. Okay. Uh, back with, with the second part of this song, prequel to this song. God, yeah. It's like The Matrix, this. It is like The Matrix, which you've now seen. I've now seen all of them. Well, you watched the other two without me? Yeah. Mate! I can watch them again because I'm still not entirely sure what happened. I can't believe you watched all of them. When did you do that? Yesterday. Oh. I stayed up till 2am watching the last one. What did you think? Good. 
Good. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's dead though. Did you like the car chase scene in Matrix Reloaded? Yes. Very good. Uh, but yeah, is he dead? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. I'm have to rewatch them. Because he, he defeats what's his face? Yeah, the architect. No? no the brown, the, you know, the, the officer guy. Oh, with the glasses. Smith. Smith, yeah. Beats him. Great fight scene. Well, it turns into him. Yeah. Becomes so that's Smith. how he defeats him, I guess. And then does that mean he sacrificed himself and he's dead? The sound of inevitability. He's scary. Hugo Weaving. Anyway, enough about the Matrix. Um, yeah, this. Would you say this is your favourite song on the album? No. No? No, no, no. That's no, coming no. up, is it? That comes later. Okay. Um, that definitely comes later. Mm. I mean, this is, this is up there. Yeah, this is a. I mean, this is a big hitter off the album, isn't it? Did they ever reach the the heights of this album ever again? Like I debut think the next album was actually better. The second, personally, the sophomore um, effort. Yeah, I mean, so this goes into now, just goes into the intermission. Okay. Um, so what we'll do is we'll just let the intermission start. Let it start. Let it's, it start. Again, it's kind of just. It's actually quite good for an intermission. Funky, yeah, I like it. So I'm just gonna, gonna fade this out. We're this sounds like something that you could make on the DJX. Oh, the DJX was great, wasn't it? Good. I like it. Yeah, fade this out, Dan. Uh, now for a word from, from our sponsors. Now a word from our sponsors. We'll be back in part two. Children. They will slowly but surely kill you. 14 in 27 people will suffer from children. The main symptoms being financial difficulties, sleepless nights, mess, the constant need for attention, and too many shoes. Peter, 43, a pickle picker from Putney, told us about his experience. My life was turned upside down when I was diagnosed with children. I couldn't see a way out from the never-ending nightmare. Dad, have some water. F*** off. You had some water yesterday, you prong. Dave, nine, from County Down, told us this. Here's the situation. My brother had children. Now he's dead. But help is available for people like Dave's brother and Peter the Pickle Picker. Here at Children Are Trouble, we offer help and support for those suffering with children. If you or someone you know has been affected by children, call CAP today on 0800 425 296 4487. CAT! We're here for Mew. Don't worry, that's not us. We're uh, we're still here. I was scared for a moment there. Yeah. <laughs> Public service announcement. I thought war was breaking out again, again. <laughs> well, it's bound to. It's. shouldn't Blair. <laughs> well, with Trump in charge, it's always always on the cusp. Trump and May doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Doesn't really. Can you imagine? No, don't think about it. So we're, right. we're back in. We're still listening to the intermission here, which is actually quite nice. 
reminds me of an old western. Mm. Some drunk old bloke playing piano in an old saloon. <laughs> I've been playing too much Red Dead. You have been playing too much Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, girl. I love that you come with your own sound effects. Oh, I'm, gr- I'm like the bloke from um, Police Academies. <laughs> that wasn't a good one. That wasn't a good one. <laughs> right, let's go straight into the song that prequels the last song we listened to. I don't know how it works, Jay. Um, it's sort of the sequel, I would say. But it's better if you do. So this was the third single from the album, released May 16th, 2006. And as we said earlier, it's the sort of second part of the quote. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. But it's better if you do. Uh, apparently this film is about being in and not enjoying a strip club. I know that feeling. Yes. <laughs> so do I'm you aware do. of that feeling. Yeah. Although I had a nice chat once, didn't you? I once paid 50 euros, uh, which for our American listeners is... Thirty dollars. I don't know how many dollars. Thirty-eight dollars. Um, just to talk to a stripper in a strip club because I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, I've I've never found it. You know, I mean, we've got some friends. We won't name names who absolutely names. love it. They love it. Um, you know, they will spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds sterling, euros, <laughs> dollars, dollars, drachma, dong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you wouldn't want to go to one there, would you? Oh, no, that's Thailand. <laughs> well, you don't know what you're going to get a handful of. Probably dong. Definitely <laughs> dong. Oof. Moving on. Where were you um, going with yeah, this? Yeah, so I was... What was I going to say? I don't know. Don't know. Completely, I've completely lost my train You've of thought. You've completely derailed this conversation. Oh. Um, no, it really has gone. Um, we, oh, no, that's yeah. what I was going to talk about. Yeah, yeah so I've, I've had one lap dance in my history. Um, on this air and I laughed the whole way through because <laughs> it was because it so, was just so awkward mm. um, so I felt really sorry for her actually because I was just just pissing myself laughing so can't have given her much uh, self esteem but <laughs> yeah she, got, she felt great she got paid she got so uh, mm. did you have a good conversation with your one she was quite educated wasn't she or yeah I was trying to get her to uh, you know go back into education go to university um, should we talk about something else? Just talk about this song, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Should I tell you how it did chart-wise? You want to know about that? Go on, in. New Zealand. Um, Hit me. I've lost my. Here it is. But it's better if you do. Number fifteen in Australia. Number eighty-nine in the Netherlands. Number twenty-three in the UK. This is actually their highest-charting UK single off this album, which weird. is very weird. Is weird. Uh, number ten in New Zealand not as good as um, or better than lying is the most fun I get tired of saying these bloody they're titles. too long maybe we can abbreviate them L-I-T-M-F-A-G-C-H-W-T-H-C-O that's Litmuthkuth does that sound better? no no that's much worse so the end to this song if 
song. You know the next song. You'll know this yes, is the you'll intro. Yes, know exactly what's This going is on. my favourite song. This is the best riff I've ever heard. Ever? One of them. <laughs> so this song is called I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Probably their most famous song. I think, yeah, definitely. And I think lyrically my favourite song. Uh, mainly because it has the word whore in it, mm. which I really enjoy. But an interesting little tidbit for you about that. There you go. Whore. So, many US radio stations, in response to the language found in the song, wanted an edited version. The lyrics, the poor groom's bride is whore, and haven't you people ever heard of closing a goddamn door, were changed by replacing whore with a shh, and removing god in goddamn. Well, you can't say goddamn. Not in America, mate. That's just mental, isn't it? Down in the deep south, the Bible country, Bible belt, is that what it's called? Is that what it's is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. Well, I made that up. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah. So this this is their hit single. Yes, yeah, the it? second single from this album and the first that had an actual music video. Yeah. And it had massive airplay. Yeah. And it won video of the year. It did. At the MTV Music Awards in 2006. Yeah. Beating the likes of Madonna, Whoa, what? Christina, what Madonna songs? You know. Shakira, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh. Which I think 2005 would that have been the one with the you know, the yellow tubes? That they oh kept yes, because that was quite a good video. Can't stop. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've it's a good video. It's a great song. Mm. You can see why it did so well. Um, and it also won MTV's best music video for the 2000s. Oh wow! So that's pretty impressive. It's good, isn't it? Uh, it's impressive. I mean, there's no sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> well, what is? Yeah, but it's a it's a good video. I don't. I, I say it's a good video. It's a good video. I wouldn't say it's amazing. No, no I would. Um, it got to number seven in the US mainstream charts. That's good. Number isn't it? seven. That's that is good. that is good. But then weirdly, number twelve in the US alternative. I still doesn't don't make, get what doesn't make any sense. Uh, damn America, you! Sort it out. Billboard, <laughs> as we Him again. discussed before, uh, got to number twelve in Australia. Little chart appearance for the Germans. Ooh, number 66. They don't like anything. And for the first time ever, number 50 in Ireland. <laughs> they usually only listen to Westlife and things like that over there. Yeah. Uh, number 45 in the Netherlands. Number 25 in the UK. Uh, number 5 in New Zealand. Number 5. Pretty good. Good performance. Did well. Did well. I mean, yeah, this is. This is the best song. I've got an interesting, sorry, another interesting tidbit. Um, the song's about to finish, but I'm going to carry on talking about it because I don't know much about the next song. So, um, I write scenes like tragedy. Um, the title, tragedy, sorry. The title refers to Douglas Coupland's novel Shampoo Planet, wherein the main character, Tyler Johnson, says, I'm writing a list of tragic character flaws on my dollar bills with a felt pen. I'm thinking of the people in my universe and distilling for each of these people the one flaw in their character that will be their downfall. The flaw that will be their undoing. What I write are sins. Are not sins. <laughs> I've balls the quote up. What I write are not sins. I write tragedies. Also, in the UK, this is weird. I don't understand this. I've read it four or five times and I understand it. In the UK, that song was released on February 27, 2006 as a limited edition, sing limited edition single with a free sticker. Okay. Because the sticker was included with the CD single, the song was therefore not eligible for the UK singles chart. 
official chart company rules state that stickers are not allowed in single well, releases. Because it's a promotional item? Oh, maybe. I guess people are getting something free, so, so kind of getting them to buy it. Later, in September of the same year, um, due to the popularity of the track and following other releases of the album um, going in the top 40, the single was re-released in October, and despite receiving significant radio airplay upon its re-release, it only reached number 25 in the UK single shop. A bit of a stupid rule, isn't it? Yeah. But I suppose you, it would stop people saying, well, let's just include you know, a bar of gold with our single. Yeah, but mate, it's a sticker. Yeah, but what did it say? It might have been, LS, it might have been LSD. Okay. It could have been. I think it's unlikely. Well, unlikely. Um, so this song's called I Constantly Thank God for Esteban. Can be asso. I would. Good player. Good player. Um, something I would say you probably, you probably don't thank God for very often. And obviously, some of you might not know this. Obviously, we haven't got a, a video stream yet going. We are planning to do that as we go forward. Um, but Jay is unfortunately um, follically challenged um, in the head area. I love the fact that this is the one form of media where you like, can get away with it. Yeah, get I'm away not with it. Let you but you bring it up. I mean, I would um, say that people can't see your eye. The lazy eye. Good for looking round corners. <laughs> Um, but only in the head area, Jamie had a uh, famously massive bush in high school. <laughs> okay. um, but I, I just had a question for you, Jay. If someone said, hey, you can have all your hair again, yeah. but in return, yeah. smoke comes out of your ears every hour on the hour for the rest of your life. Just a little bit of smoke, just on the hour, every hour, like a clock. I, is it sort of toxic? Like, it's not is toxic. the smoke dangerous? It's not, not going to kill anyone. No. Think of it more as steam, I guess. Steam, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I quite like your hair like this. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the steam thing would get annoyed, like it would get tiresome pretty soon. Every you know, hour. what if I'm asleep and I'm lying on well, my ear? Yeah, that's gonna hurt. Isn't it? It? Would it lift my head up? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about the sort of velocity of the no. steam. No, um, it could be quite dangerous. That could be dangerous. It could blow someone's head off. Or it could suffocate on the. Fumes. Would it make a noise as well, like a train? Yeah, I mean, Ooh. that would be annoying. I mean, that just would make life <laughs> So not vertical. worth it. You don't want your hair that much. Not that much, no. Well, that's, that's interesting. I think you should just go the whole hog and just have it all off. Problem is, then, I do not know what the shape of my head is. Well, I can see it pretty well. Yeah, but what if it looks weird? Well, it's not going to be <laughs> shaped like a... I don't know. No you don't regime, know. You you don't know, do you? Mm. That's an eggplant for our American listeners. Eggplant. We don't have any listeners, let alone those in America. Is that really what it is? It's not a separate thing? No, an eggplant is an aubergine. Oh. Didn't know that. There you go. Why do they call it that? Oh, why do they call... Uh... Fanny pack. <laughs> What's the herb? Cilantro. I think it's just like rosemary or something. It's a different name. Yeah, but what's, what's it got to do with eggs? I literally no idea. <laughs> so, oh god. Another long one. Let me take a breath. This song is called... <laughs> oh. There's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of it yet. Interesting. I mean... I guess that's happened to me before. You walk into a room... There's numbered tables, and you think, why? Just why would you do it? Most pubs have them these days. Do you ever um, do the thing at, at Nando's? Uh, other pop 
the chicken place uh, shops are available. Nando's, I think, eh? The chicken place. They serve a delicious halloumi and filled mushroom pita. Um, but where you go up to order your food, and the first question they always ask you are, what table number are you? And you're like, never oh. know. Never know. God damn it. You head back to the table, then you've got to queue up again. Uh, first world problems. <laughs> so we're drawing drawing to a close of the album. Oh, this has been a short one, hasn't it? It's been very short. Uh, am I, do you think five singles from a, a 13 track album, bearing in mind two of them are an introduction and an intermission, is too many? It's, qu- it's quite a lot, isn't it? Well, yeah. you think it's that's 11 songs, five out of 11 songs are singles. I think also this is like just before, like what happens now is. Uh, when a popular artist, say Ed Sheeran's, release an album, all their songs, because all their songs are counted as downloads. I'm gonna stop you there, just so we can listen to this brass. (laughs) Sorry, I just love brass in rock music. Interesting though, brass isn't listed in uh, any of the musicians. Ah, did they get someone else? Additional in musicians, Jay. So William Bussard on oh, the trumpet, okay. um, Heather Stebbins, Stebbins on the cello and double bass, and Samantha Bynes on the violin. Mm, Bynesy. Pete Wentz listed down as A and R, so he promoted the album. They did. Uh, so they were signed to his. Yeah, so it was released. Imprint label. It was released. De- Decadence. Yeah. Decadence. Which is spelled Decay Dance. Decay Dance, yeah. And, and released on Fueled by Raymond as well. Oh. Which is the big kind of emo punk pop label. Mm. They've released a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. So, um, this is the last track on the album and so the last single last right single release it was released so bear in mind the album came out in september 2005 this yeah. song was released in march 2007 yeah so i think their next album came in 2008 so i guess they were just let's give them something yeah we'll finish this off so this i like this song title this is called build god then we'll talk good mm. is that aimed at i don't know don't know um Although, you know, maybe this was yeah, a little taster as if they were saying, like, don't forget about us, and then they released their new album the following year. This uh, this song did not chart anywhere. Doesn't surprise me. I think people probably would have gotten a bit fed, like I say, gotten a bit fed up of it. Yeah, they'd have enough, by then. I mean, I, you know, it's a, it's a good song. I don't think it's a single song, really. I mean... Yeah. It's an album, album ender. It's, it's, it's a closer. Exactly. Very funky though. It's funky, yeah. It's, it incorporates a lot of different styles, doesn't it? Like, like we said earlier, you've got the dance, the pop. It's not overly heavy. No. And you can hear in the background of this song. This is uh, Ryan Ross, where his uh, accordion comes into play. Someone playing the triangle there as well. That's not listed. Where's that listed? Hear that accordion there? Also. I can, I can't hear the cabasa though. I don't even know what a cabasa is. What it is. It's some form of percussion, I'd say. Uh, Rolling Stone listed this album among the 40 greatest emo albums of all time. Um, 
2016, with James Montgomery dubbing, dubbing, dubbing it a genre-defined blueprint and commenting, it's difficult to argue that it's not a snapshot of where emo was in 2005, right down to the sentence-long song titles. Everyone's having a pop at the song All titles, pop. aren't they? I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they shorten them on next album, but I don't think they did. Uh, the first single off of Pretty Odd was called Nine in the Afternoon? Yes, it was, and that's a very good song. That is a good song. They, so, so since this album, obviously they've, they've gone through about, I think they're on their fifth or sixth now. They have one fairly recently. Yeah, one's just come out. And they've gone, again, they've been a band, they've progressed through. They, I'd say they're more kind of electro these yeah. days. Less kind of guitar based, less pop punk, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say. Which is a progression you see from a lot of these emo bands. Yeah. Um, nothing to say, there's nothing, anything wrong with that. Obviously I always prefer this kind of stuff, but... Um, is the, the violin or is this the double bass? This is both. A bit of both. I really like this song. Yeah. It's growing on me as we're listening to it right now. I think the back end of it's better than the start. Yeah. Isn't that a take of something that's nursery right? Uh, isn't it from... Roses and kittens and puppies and mittens. Isn't that from like... Some sort of musical? Mary Poppins? I don't know. We we could look it up, but the song has come to an end, so you'll just have to make up your own minds, listeners. Listener. Singular. So that was a fever you can't sweat out by mm. Panic at the uh, Disco. Yes. Uh, James, what would you from? give it out of 10? <sighs> it's solid. I'd give it a 7. 7? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I'd give it an 8. Yeah. I think it's, it's up there with one of my favourite albums. I've got it. I own it still. Like I say, yes, I had it. It's not really my my bag, but um, I like it. Put it on every now and again if you're yeah. in the mood. I enjoyed listening to it in preparation for this podcast. Um, and I was surprised at how many songs I did know quite well. Well, they all came out singles. So well, yeah, that's why. Um, it's just, you know, you forget them because they, the song titles are the length of short novels. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to add? No, I think I'm all panicked out um, mm. from for this week. Uh, obviously, a bit, fairly short one. Fairly short one, yeah. Um, we'll be back with another one. We will um, soon. If you've got any recommendations of albums you'd like us to cover, yeah. Um, I mean, you've got you've got the vibe of what we're about. You know, Linkin Park, Incubus, Panic at the Disco. And it doesn't necessarily need to be an album that we necessarily enjoy because no. we can tear it to shreds if we, you want to. Yeah, so I mean, don't recommend your favourite album if you think we're not going to like it. No, cause... I mean, you know, don't recommend Lena Marlin, for example. Although I did quite like her. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll do anything, won't we? We'll do out, as we'll they say, out. up north. Mm. Um, so just remember that previous episodes are available on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter. Again, that Twitter handle. Uh, I feel like I've, I'm in panic at the disco. I'm never going to remember this. So it's at Place for My Head Pod, but that is spelled P L C number four M I E H A E D P O D. We need to rethink that, really, don't we? Yeah. We need to rethink a lot of things. Probably. I think as we go through this. Life in general. <laughs> well, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> Sorry, a little bit dark.
satisfied. Nothing wrong with a bit of dark. A little okay? bit of darkness. Get, get it out into the light. Mm. That's what you need to do. Remember to talk about your issues. issues. I was watching uh, News Night last night because I'm. Because I'm highfalutin. Oh, it was just on TV, and uh, I turned off because some guy kept saying issues, and it really annoyed me. Issues. Issues. It's like you know the whole Brexit thing. Why all of a sudden is negotiation negotiation? Why I've are we not, saying that? I've not heard anyone say that. Who said that? Well, everyone on the news. There'll be you know Fiona Bruce will come on. News at she do news at ten. I don't oh, know. Probably one of them. Uh, today Theresa May opened Brexit negotiations whatever and it's like negotiations when we and then the football the other day and Tony and Antoine oh well this really rolled you up Antoine Griezmann oh no he's not Griezmann anymore Griezmann Griezmann stop changing things world Jay you've got to accept change mm, don't like change actually talking of change I ordered a takeaway the other day and I paid <laughs> almost entirely in change mm. and the bloke nearly refused to take it like it's legal legal tender well, exactly i said uh, excuse me i could pay you in stamps yeah if I wanted you to. could pay him in stamps so you know i'm not going to say anything. well if he doesn't want it then well i don't know oh, free free then yeah what yeah. takeaway did you have uh what was it that night i believe it was a pizza oh lovely stuff where from domino's other pizza companies are available although domino's if you want us to keep plugging your pizzas send us some pizza one just around the corner from our studio so you know send one round send it round I will have uh, the nachos with jalapenos and a large uh, margarita oh how boring <laughs> I'll have a plain pizza please. actually no I really like their Mexican fiesta but without the meat please thanks and on that note <laughs> I think we should stop we now. should it's stop because we are waffling on uh, thank you for tuning in thank you very much obviously our our dedicated listeners mm. you know who you are you two you, t- you two guys can do it without you we'll catch you soon bye, bye. bye.